What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Limsu USPSA podcast. Just uh, got home and looking at the website, and it appears that the minutes from the November 8th USPSA board of directors meeting have been posted. So we'll go over those and uh, see what they're up to. Stand by. All right, everybody. Again, welcome back to the podcast. If you are a returning listener, if you're a brand new listener, I'd like to welcome you. It's great to have you. And uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe. While you're at it, head over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash USPSA, and uh, make sure you subscribe there. Check out all the videos we have on the channel, everything from rules to uh, gear reviews to match videos, all kinds of good stuff. So, November 8th, USPSA Board of Directors meeting. Well, let's see, looks like everybody was in attendance. Uh, areas 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. President, DFO, DME, and DIT. Meeting was called to order at 7.07 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Agenda item number one was waiver of notice, and that was basically due to the fact that they, um, it was short notice that they were moving the November 9th meeting to November 8th, and that was a motion by Area 4, seconded by Area 1, and it carried at 7.08 p.m. Eastern Time. So anytime they they change something, um, regarding um, when a board of directors meeting is going to be taking place or if they change the agenda or something like that, they are required to give the the um, the members uh, and anyone else interested at least a two weeks heads up that that is occurring. And in this case, they didn't have time to do that, so... Uh, Agenda item number two, discussion of meeting transcription. Pardon me. Uh, Discussion of meeting transcription service for purposes of more detailed meeting minutes. Now, this is something that came up um, during the Nationals members meeting. They had a couple of people mention the fact that, well, A, you know, people read the minutes and have no idea what the interior context is all they see is oh there was a discussion about this and the board voted here's how everybody voted and that's pretty much the end of it they had they have no idea what is actually being discussed um during the the whole discussion phase um yeah i i I can see that it's always good to to have more information um so looks like they had a discussion about possible transcription service. Um, they were provided details by the DIT, who is Rick Bratzel. I believe I am pronouncing that correctly. If not, I apologize. Uh, provided details of an AI voice recognition program to provide a transcription in the meeting. For any of you 
this is just a personal note. For any of you who have tried um, any of like the Microsoft Voices or any of the, the speech recognition software, it is not perfect. Um, I've tried it. I've used it on different games that I that I play on online and whatnot. It's not perfect. It some some of it takes a lot of training, which is basically you sit in front of your computer with a microphone, and it gives you sentences on the screen, and you have to say those sentences, and it trains the voice recognition program to the sound of your voice and stuff like that. It's a good idea. I don't really see it working in practice, especially when it's hard enough just to get these programs to, um, you know, recognize and interpret one voice correctly. Try doing it with 10 different ones all on a conference call together. Yeah, best of luck. Uh, grab a drink of vitamin water there. Uh, sorry about that. Um, let's see. They are awaiting details related to record keeping and recoverability from a transcription company, etc. Uh, let's see. C. Legal issues. This this could be a problem. Uh, discoverability and permission to record based on state laws. Every state is different regarding recording. Um, some of some states, a certain number of people that are being recorded have to know that they're being recorded. Um, other states, anyone that is being recorded has to know and sign a waiver stating that they understand that they're being recorded and all of that. So that that could be that could be an issue. Um, let's see confidentiality of documents. Uh, general use above and beyond creation of the minutes. So basically what they're doing here is they are talking about using these transcriptions for creating the meeting minutes. But then um, a sub note here says intent to destroy transcription once minutes are created. So basically they're they're talking about possibly – um, doing this transcription, but keeping it in within the board, and then using that transcription to create the meeting minutes. Once the minutes are created, this transcription would be destroyed. Again, it, it seems like this is all in fluctuation. Everybody is just discussing ways to do this at at this point. So, pretty much anything's on the table. Uh, let's see. There is no consensus of the board at this time to allow a recording or transcription at this time due to personal and organizational potential legal ramifications. So basically, they haven't come to a decision yet, as I just said, on doing this, um, doing any sort of recording or transcription, more or less because they haven't figured out all the all the legal stuff behind it. And whether they can actually do it, what they can do, what they can't do, what they can say, what they can't say, stuff like that. Um, it looks like there was discussion on use of a stenographer. Um, the president 
as to facilitate research on potentially having a third party available to provide such a service. Um, I think I think a stenographer wouldn't be bad, but then again, that's one more person you're bringing into the room. Uh, agenda item number three: discussion of conflict of interest. Uh, uh, let's see. A continuation from prior meetings discussion. Uh, each person to complete a new conflict of interest form and is completed annually and do a detailed review of each person with discussion of each as needed. Forms to be sent out by the DFO and returned to the DFO for review by the Board of Directors. Um, I'm not exactly sure what this conflict of interest form entails. I would assume it um, it would have something to do with, you know, what does anybody on the board um, own any companies that could benefit from USPSA doing something or, you know, just just stuff like that, I, I would assume. Um, it's what it, what, what makes sense to me anyway. Uh, the president, uh, led discussion related to board members who have communicated that they are running for the office of president. So this should be interesting. Uh, presidential candidates are welcome to attend and participate in meeting discussions until any person feels that the candidate input or, and or presence is stifling the discussion. Okay, that's okay. Uh, candidates will not participate in any discussion related to compensation for the presidential position. So basically, if you have, um, you know, two or three people who are on the board and have decided that they are going to run for president, obviously you don't want them chiming in on what the president should get paid or you know any anything like that because obviously they're going to try to work it in their favor and even if they don't try to work it in their favor <clears throat> it, it just it still doesn't look all that great um let's see so yeah going going back to that first bullet point uh, presidential candidates welcome to attend and participate in meeting discussions until any person feels that the candidate's input or presence is stifling the discussion. So they can they can have conversations um, and be part of these discussions until somebody goes, well, you know what? He keeps bringing up the same damn point that none of the rest of us – oh, sorry – None of the rest of us agree with. So, okay, you're you're out, you're out of the discussion. Um, I, I'm not sure that's exactly how it would work, but again, makes sense to me. Uh, let's see. Area seven detailed a green, yellow, and red risk analysis of how candidate involvement should be viewed. Huh. Interesting. Um, I, I kind of. Like the stoplight approach. Um, not quite sure where they're going with that, but anyway, moving on. Uh, general consensus by the board to adopt these guidelines and specific agreement 
by the two board members who are slash proposed to be presidential candidates. So basically, all this uh, all this discussion there was a general consensus, and uh, yeah, uh, apparently there are two board members who at this point intend to put their name in for president, and apparently they all agreed to this as well. Uh, let's see. Agenda item number four. I, ongoing bylaws discussion. Um, updates reviewed for section six of the bylaws and continued work on timelines. Uh, section seven, discussion on the definition of CEO, managing director, etc. That's that's interesting. It, it seems that they're um, they're looking at changing the the nomenclature for the presidential position. Uh, area one, area seven, and the president are to collaborate on written draft and responsibilities and agreements for both the president and CEO slash managing director type position. Um, it, it's I think fitting that. Uh, that they have Area 7 in on that. Um, I know that uh, Area, 7, Area 7 director, my buddy Lee Cabana, uh, sells insurance for a living. So he is used to, you know, all the, all the specific wording and you have to put the period in the right place or the sentence means something totally different. He's, he's, really up to speed on the language of of this kind of stuff. So um, I'm kind of glad that they have him in there um, helping out with this. Uh, And there was, uh, oh, 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 I love this one. Discussion of inclusion of a minimum of RO certification requirement for all elected positions. Yes. Yes. Of course, um, there is one particular person on the board. Um, I, I don't remember who it is. Is it Matt Hopkins? I think it may be the new Area 3 director, Matt Hopkins. Um, they they went through – somebody actually asked this question at one of the Nationals meetings. I believe it was the second meeting um, at, at Race Gun. Somebody asked – you know, what are the RO certifications of all the members of the board? And you've got, I mean, you, you've literally got everything from RO, CRO, all the, way, all the way up to range masters. But there was one person that wasn't even an RO. I almost want to say it was Matt Hopkins, but don't quote me on that. So this I mean, I don't know if he would be grandfathered in, um, but that this th- this is big. I mean, seriously, look at it. Look at it from my point of view. Okay, I'm an RO. I've been an RO for about a year and a half. Um, by the way, announcement: I just got my multi gun certification yesterday, so I am now an RO, and I am. Steel Challenge and Multi Gun endorsed, so awesome! Um, looks like I'll be getting another set of overlays in the mail. I only have about twelve of them now. Um, <laughs> never bad to have, though. They do get scratched up fairly easy. 
Um, so looking at it from an RO point of view, it, the board of directors, I mean, you have members of the board that are on the rules committee. And then anytime that there's any sort of rules changes, it all goes to the board of directors. Okay. Yes, NROI has some input. But NROI does not actually vote to implement these rules. Okay. Troy McManus, the director of the National Range Officers Institute, he does not have a vote on the board of directors. So anytime that there is a rules change, it has to be approved by the board. So how can you have people on the board that are voting on rules changes that aren't even a basic range officer? That needed to be changed. I'm glad they have talked about this. Um, it says right below that board reached consensus to include. That is awesome. I, I think that is that is a very, very, very good idea. Um, and it, it just makes everybody on the board look better too, you know, to for the members to see, oh, okay, they're all at least ROs, you know, okay. Gives them a little more credibility when they're discussing rules and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Agenda item number five was a motion to adjourn by Area 6, seconded by Area 8, and the motion was carried at 9.14 p.m. Eastern. So looks like they were at it for about two hours. Um, looks like there was there was a good amount of stuff discussed in that two hours. I do I do like the fact that they are in it seems and I haven't really looked at a lot of these meeting minutes going back, you know, years. Um I've just looked at the last the last couple of months ever since the whole Mike Foley thing. But it seems that they are starting to put more detail in the minutes about what was discussed. I mean this this particular one is over a page. I mean, you, you open it up on the website, it actually opens two two pages. So it, it seems that they are putting a lot more of, you know, a lot more, f not fluff, but a little more, um, a little more detail into what is actually being discussed. And I, I like that. It, it shows me that the board is willing and trying to be as transparent as they legally can be. Obviously, there are um, things that they can't just throw out to the general public, and I understand that. There's there's laws and all that all that stuff behind that. So, um, but it, it is nice that they are they are uh, at least appear um, to be trying to be more open with the membership. And let the membership know what's going on. And that's also why I'm here doing this podcast right now is I am trying to help the membership, you know, know what is going on with these meetings. So I believe the next meeting is scheduled for next Tuesday, which is the 16th of November. Uh, as a reminder, this Saturday, the 13th, I will be at Capital City with uh, Main Practical Shooters, a 
all classifier match down there and their last outdoor match of the season before they move inside. Uh, the day after that, Sunday the 14th, I will be at the Hamner Rifle Pistol Club for the Go Fast, Don't Suck Postal match. That should be very interesting. And then on Sunday the 21st, I am still kind of debating as to whether or not I want to go to Columbia Falls and take place uh, or participate in their um, their challenge coin match. Still up in the air on that one. We'll see how this upcoming weekend goes. But anyway, I just want to thank every one of you for listening. I do really appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, drop me an email, lamesillshooting at gmail.com. Um, look us up on Facebook, Lamesill USPSA. Uh, again, check out the YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff on there. That is it from the top of Lambs Hill for this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and as always, shoot safe.